welcome aboard to the paint the town dead train choo choo we're we're in october it's spookums time it's spooky season can you dig it i can in fact i've already watched hocus pocus oh well there you go well it's over you and, did it and halloween's done yeah. uh, it's been a good holiday everybody now it's time for christmas yeah now you gotta take down all your decorations how sad um caitlin do you ever have you ever like driven around and you and you see a person and they they're they're a hitchhiker you ever pick one of them up um i have i personally have not my mom did when we were little why it was a lady and okay sexist much you don't think ladies can do murders and robberies yeah okay but she looked like she was really on hard times that's what they want you to think caitlin i know but i i listen i'm just giving you the answers you're looking for i have not no not the answers i want though (laughs) this is these are just answers anyway we're gonna be talking about the arkansas hitchhike killer (gasps) what we have one of I mean, we did. Oh, okay. So our story is going to begin in a place called Happy Valley, Arkansas. Are you familiar with it? Um... I know of a road called Happy Valley. It might be in the same area because this is a ways back. Wait, uh, where is it at? It's in Faulkner County. Then yes, I know exactly where it's at. <laughs> oh my right. gosh. Yes. All right. Um, so this is near a teensy town called Enola, Arkansas. Oh my gosh. My boss is from Enola. She really? lives there. Yes. I think I looked up. It's like, so your boss is like one of like 10 people there. No, it's, it's more it's, than that. It's, very it's small. not, it's not big though. Yeah. It's small. It's a farming community. I think he like tripled in size between the 2000 and 2010 census. Wow. So it went from like 1000 to 3000 or something. Wow. I think this is the town I'm thinking of. I think it's near Greenbrier. It's not far from Greenbrier. That sounds similarly right. Yeah. You would know. I wouldn't. Um, so, uh, we are going to a time known as September 14th, 1913. 13. Wow. We went way back there. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is when one Eva Lorena Ingram married a Samuel Jerome Hall. Samuel was a preacher at a local Baptist church. They had 10 children because that's what you did back then. That is what you did back then. You had to have farm hands. You needed all the help and half of them would die before adulthood anyway. So that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> There's five girls and five boys. Oh, perfect. Perfect split. Yeah. The fourth of their children is going to be our subject for the day. His name is James Wayburn Hall. And he was born January 28th of 1921. Better known by his nickname of Red. Ooh, why is he called Red? He had red hair. Oh, well, that makes sense. Nicknames are not creative. Do you know Red from um, Shawshank Redemption? Uh, yeah, what about him? He didn't have red hair. Oh, well. Neither did Red <laughs> Foreman from that 70s show. Nope. But, you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Who knows why they had those names? Also, that may have just been his given name. I don't know. Okay. Nick- nicknames are rarely creative. Like, they're just like, I see this about you. It's like on Community when he's like, how'd you know my nickname was T-Bone? It's like, because <laughs> your name begins with a T and you played football. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. So... He, he liked, you know, hanging out with his cousins, playing at the grandparents' home in the same area. Mm-hmm. Uh, since you're familiar with Happy Valley, 
I don't I don't know what it looks like, but I imagine it looks like that area that's like halfway between Little Rock and Conway, where you get to the stretch, you know, like in a valley essentially on the interstate, and it's just like a bunch of hills to the left and right of you and stuff, kind of mm-hmm. like that. No, no, no. There's no there's no hills. If it's where I'm thinking of, there are some hills. Yes, if it's where I'm thinking of, then yes. I mean, it's called it has valley in the name. There better be like some hills around it. Yeah, yeah, maybe one a valley. Maybe it's happy. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's a happy valley. <laughs> is that is that is that so? Yeah. So, um, you know how these like uh, Id- idyllic families of 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 yore, mm-hmm. and it's like oh, this is, they're so nice. They're never nice. They're always they always have problems, just like real life. Always. Like you know, people are like, I just wish things wish things would be like back in the old days. It's like they were bad in the old days too. Things were bad. It's all bad all the time. Yep. All day, every day. Mm-hmm. 24 7 365 366 whatever whatever year it is 2000 years 10,000 however long <laughs> you know as long as civilization and humanity has been around there have been problems of course it, it was never it was never what didn't adam yeah. and eve's son kill their other son uh yes that's literally like the first thing that happens well the first thing that happens is they sin they do it they they commit sin and that's like the first thing she eats an apple. Actually, Never it's probably says, a tomato. It doesn't even say it's what it, kind of fruit it is. It's just the forbidden fruit. I bet it's I bet it's a tomato because people used to think that tomatoes were evil. That it was oh, like the beca- devil's fruit. Yeah, because they were so acidic, they absorbed uh, the lead out of pewter plates and stuff. Shut so it up. kills people. No way. That's why they thought it was poisonous. Wow. I did not know that. Yeah. Hmm. Fun fact. Don't use pewter as your plates. Okay. Uh, we've Done. learned. Done. So yeah, the, things are not always great mm-hmm. uh, because Samuel, the the father of the group here, mm-hmm. despite being a preacher, uh, not very nice. He liked uh, he was he's a bit violent, you know. It's not nice. No, it's very not nice. It's not a thing you should do to people. Don't use violence. It's bad. Yeah, unless they're Nazis. Anyway, <laughs> um, his mother Eva, uh, she she was the product of. Two cousins. Her parents were cousins. First cousins? First cousins. Oh. Arkansas, baby. That's bad. <laughs> yeah. Don't do that. And it seems like she was like the only one. Of, she had like several siblings. She was the only one that was like normal. I wonder why. Uh, like they all had mental you, issues you, of sorts. You think? You have to expand that genetic pool a little bit, people. That's right. Whenever like, yeah. Yeah, that's why. That's why interracial. It's good. Uh, mm-hmm. I, just just random thing. Okay, spread it out. Spread the love. Okay, all right. I don't can dig keep it. don't keep it all in the family. I dig you it. You don't want to do that uh-uh. in this situation. Uh-uh. Uh, but yeah, her her siblings all had mental problems. Like one of them was described as only having conversations with himself. Um, then one was considered a moron back when that was a proper psycho psychological term. It's not anymore. As as no. a health professional, it's not. I, I forget the grading, but it is like moron, idiot, imbecile. Those are all on no the grade way. of IQ. Yeah, those were like official terms wow. way back when. And it wasn't offensive. Nope. And then we all, it's kind of like uh, the R word and how people, mm. teenagers would just call each other that. And they're like, let's not use, let's come up with a different word. Yep. And then, yeah, it just keeps changing. Uh, I guess it's probably not as fun to say like, mentally disabled or whatever neurodivergent whatever words they use now i think those are two separate things probably (laughs) yeah definitely you're just using an example yeah okay they're just not as fun to like yell at people on on (laughs) while you're playing halo or something you know yep yep 
which is probably why they moved back to using the N-word. Oh. I heard that while playing Splitgate. No, you didn't. Very cool. Recently? Yes. Oh, that's bad. People was like, are the worst. It was just like, man, it's just like playing Halo again. This is just Brings like old back. times, man. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. The first child of Samuel and Eva was uh, Lucy, who was born in 1914, and she was mentally disabled herself hmm. and was pulled out of school in the third grade because she could not keep up and she had issues uh, controlling her... Uh, her bathroom issues. Oh, yeah. Like she couldn't deal with it. Yeah. She had something wrong with her. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's not her fault. It's her parents. Fault. But, but the rest of the kids were, were at, well, this is a, uh, I mean, one of the one who was born of cousins is no longer, she's, she's married to a, a guy who is not her cousin decidedly. Oh, but maybe oh, oh. that, who knows if that's why that happened. I don't know. Okay. I mean, people who are not cousins or, you know, the product of cousins sometimes have children with issues. Mm-hmm. regardless mm-hmm. um yeah the, the rest of the kids were fine the oh. other nine of them generally okay uh red he grew up to be a strapping young lad he was a big boy oh yeah yeah big strong boy he worked on a farm and he was yeah big strong boy and but he was also the only one in his family who would stand up and talk back to his father <gasps> did he get hit oh yeah he, he got hit a lot oh uh his father was especially hard on him uh he was hard on everybody he's you know but he came especially especially hard on the strapping young lad yeah the one who talks back to him yeah and it's like i'm gonna not take this old man and then probably got punched or whatever yeah and red would just uh he would just leave home a lot just like wander around the county i can't say i blame him yeah he's like i'm just gonna check out these woods here or whatever but they were nice they they probably were kind of nice there's probably bears still back then i don't know (laughs) yeah but he, he is just like, I'm going to go check out these woods. I'm going to walk around. I can get away from my horrible bastard father. Just have a good time without him. And his father would eventually like always chase him down and drag him back home. And uh, yeah. Uh, also, one of Red's brothers was named Gilmore, who got married when he was 16 mm-hmm. to a 14-year-old. Sounds about right for that time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I wrote because the old times were different because the old times and they had a child together Mm -hmm. and rumor was that Gilmore fathered a different child with a different woman out of wedlock (gasps) and then disappeared when that child was born. What a stand up man. But yeah, nobody knows what happened to him either. Like they lost track of him. Of Gilmore? Oh yeah. Oh. Interesting, right? Yeah. What did happen to him? We don't know. Okay. Or do we? Oh. Probably don't. Okay. Um, So when uh, Red was around 12 or 13, the story is not sure. Uh, The story is not sure. The story is not sure. The person telling the story is like, is 12 or 13? I don't know. Somewhere around there. What do you want from me? It's fine. We're close enough. Yeah. He he was a preteen or barely teen. And uh, he suffered... A head injury. <gasps> That's it's it strikes again, man. A head injury strike again. Every time it seems like yes. Um, but there is some there is some debate on how he suffered this head injury. Okay. According to his father, they were hauling hay, uh-huh. and as they were doing so, so it's just him and his dad when he suffered the head injury, supposedly. Uh huh. But uh, so they're they're hauling this hay, and a pole slipped off and hit Red in the head and knocked him unconscious. And he was like, he was out for about an hour. 
Sounds like Red's dad smacked him upside the head with a pole to me. Maybe. Uh, another version that was told was that he was working on a fence with some other people, mm-hmm. and a fence rail dropped and hit him on the head. Mm. And then, you know, the, the gossipy version is the one you put forth that, uh, you know, people who knew Sam, they are like, well, he we know he beats the tar out of him. He yeah. probably just beat him too much one time. Yep. So I'm, that's I'm sticking by that one. That seems if it was just them two, that sounds the most plausible to me. Yeah, well, and it's it's hard to say. Yeah, but uh, rec- records are a little different then, and mm-hmm. all that. Mm-hmm. If there are any at all, um, after this, people say that Red was uh, not the same kind of person. He he was always agitated. He was unfocused. Personality changes. Um, neighbors said that he would go around peeping in windows. Dude. How many times have we heard it? Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's just like these windows that are kind of open behind me. Somebody <laughs> could be peeping right now. It could be red right now. Ah! He's, he's from... Maybe his ghost haunts <gasps> Faulkner County since he's from here. Uh, so yeah, he, he left home for the open road at, uh, when he dropped out of school in 1937. Uh, he's like, I'm just going to hit the, hit the road. He? How old is uh, he? He was either 15 or 16 oh, when okay. he started this. okay. And he's just like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go see other stuff, uh, but he didn't have a car, so he used the magic of hitchhiking. Nice, probably one of scary back then. Uh, yeah, probably they didn't have like a bunch of scary movies based around hitchhikers murdering people yet. And uh, exactly, he would also do the thing uh, like hobos where they jump a, jump a train or whatever, but that was like falling out of fashion by this point in time. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, I think uh, in part because of cars mm, becoming mm-hmm, so ubiquitous. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, like the train thing was less of a deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want I want you to guess, and by guess, I mean I'm also guessing, Okay, how you would pronounce a person who is named W-A-L-C-I-E. Walkie? So my guess is Walsy, maybe. Hmm. It's a female name. I don't know. I Googled it and Googled Walsy pronunciation, and it was like, you mean the Polish word? And I was like, sure, let's see how that's pronounced. Error. That page was an error, so I still don't know. I have no idea. Okay. Google was like, we don't know what you're talking about. Okay. So I don't know what this name's about. Walsy. Let's go with that one. Yeah, that's that's my best guess. It's kind of like Marcy or something. Yeah, and it's a a C-I-E. I I feel like that's going to be a C instead of like a key situation, right? I don't know. That seems right. Okay. I don't know. We'll go with Walsy. Uh, yeah. Your guess is as good as mine. For all I know, it's pronounced banana. I don't <laughs> know. Uh, so Red, you know, he's he's always hitchhiking, running about, but he'd come back to Faulkner County, come hang out. Uh, and he, he wasn't the church going type, despite, you know, having a having a minister father. But, you know, he sees a, he sees a young lady going into church one day and he's like, like the way maybe, she looks. Maybe church is okay. I think check I it out. like church. Yeah, it's like every time... Uh, it's the only reason why people go to church. Sometimes it feels like it. Uh, I, I, people would always tell me that too. It's like, you should just go to church more and you'll meet a lady. It's like, oh, I'm good. I, I want to meet the skanks. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you'll find them there too. I'm All go- are welcome. That's right. It's like, I saw you at the club last night. Anyway. I like you, girl. <laughs> uh anyway it reminds you of what it's like a oh i think it's a boondocks 
bit where they're like party party all saturday go to church for forgiveness or whatever yeah <laughs> it's like yeah sure yeah so, sounds about right uh, so yeah he goes in there to check out this lady introduces himself he's like i'm red and i like hitchhiking and going places mm-hmm. and her name was walsey mckay her family lived in a house right next door to the church oh and uh you know she they live in the middle of nowhere they are they in enola or happy valley uh i don't i don't know okay I, th- I think because like Happy Valley, as I understood it in this, was like not really a real town. It it's was like a community, un- yeah, unincorporated community. Mm-hmm. And when I tried to look up Happy Valley, Arkansas, I was like, nothing. Do you mean this church here that's like way far away? I'm like, no, probably no, not. No. Uh, but yeah, so she lived in the middle of nowhere, essentially at this time. There's no internet. There's no television. They probably didn't even have radio. So hearing some dudes like. I've been going places. Don't ask me how or what I do there. Hmm. Um, but yeah. So she's like, that's cool. That's a, that's a cool thing. Uh, so they, they started courting. Courting? And, yeah. You know how you do. And even, even during this time, Red, he would, he would run off every once in a while and just do his hitchhiking thing. And he ended up places like, like other states. Like that's how far off he'd go. Wow. Like he's like, yeah, I'm in flipping Topeka, Kansas now. What are you going to do about it? All right. That's a that's a place. He, he went to Kansas a lot, it sounds like. Okay. He's like, I'm going to go here. And he'd like even, he'd get like temporary work on a farm or something. Because that's just a thing you did back then. Just like, I'm looking for work, sir. Like, all right, come and pull up these weeds or something. I don't know. <laughs> Clean this grocery store. We'll give you 50 cents. But, uh, yeah. Uh, July 16th of 1939. Red and Walsey, which again, hopefully we're saying this name right, mm-hmm. but also Google did not give me any results, so you, none of you don't none you tried. Of you know either. You tried. This isn't like Tony Alamo, where we definitively <laughs> said it we wrong. We definitively said that wrong, for sure. Yeah. So they get married. Okay. In 1939. They start renting a property in Enola. Mm-hmm. Uh, Walsey's mother moves in with them, because I, I, I assume her husband maybe passed or something. I don't know. Okay. But she she moved in with them to help keep house while Red is out farming. Gotta do farm stuff. Yeah, it's Arkansas. Gotta be the man. It's Arkansas and it's not Little Rock in the 1930s. Mm-hmm. There there is nothing else. Only farming. In 1940, Red he uh, he leaves the house and he's like, "Hey, I'll be back soon." Uh, two weeks later, he's still not back. Something's not right. He just left and then. Uh, about that time later, about so it was like a fortnight, uh, the same schedule on which we record podcasts, mm-hmm. which your friend said is too long. <laughs> so imagine a person just leaving and being gone for, for that long <laughs> and how much of too long that is, mm-hmm. especially when it is the man in a time making when the money. He's, yeah, yeah, he's the one farming and making the money. Like, mm-hmm. what, uh, a little stressful. Yeah. So Walsey receives a postcard from him from Galveston, Texas. How did he freaking get there? Hitchhiking. But Why? That's what he does. I don't know. Okay. He's about, that's what he's about. Weird. So he left in November. He returns Christmas day. What a, what a true gentleman. <laughs> he brought some gifts. He's like, hey, check out this fine fabric. And, and she's and, like, and no, candy. where did you go? Galveston. She got the postcard, Caitlin. <laughs> what do you want? Didn't you know there was a postcard? I told you where I was. <laughs> it's very, yeah, there's, there's a part in here. I'll probably mention it again, but where she's like, you left. And he's like, you abandoned me. He's like, 
No, I came back. No, I, <laughs> see, I'm here. See, check it out. I'm back. Huh. Uh, yeah. Something's not right with this relationship. Something's not right with this dude. Yeah, something's not right with as this well. dude. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, it, in the following summer of 1941, he leaves again without warning. Just like, I'm out. Uh, Walsy had to rely on help from Red's father and one of his brothers to like do the farm and stuff. This is the summer. That's what when a that's, jerk. That's peak farming time. And 10 days after he left, she receives another postcard. And it was another month before he returned home. And yeah, this is the part where, where she's like, you deserted me. He's like, no, nah, I didn't. I'm back. I'm back. See? Clearly, I did not desert you. See, I'm I here. I told what you, you where I was. I told you where I was. I sent a postcard. What more could you want? Why are you being so needy? And then he, and then he hits her because this is the 19 whatevers. Wow, spoilers, Caitlin. He did hit her. Um, <gasps> it did he really? Maybe not in that exact spot, but ah. he, you know. Uh in Christmas of that same year, 1941, uh-huh. Walsy was getting ready to give birth to their first child. Hmm. But unfortunately, the child uh, did not survive the birth. It oh. was a breech child. Ooh, that's bad news. Yeah, did did not work out, unfortunately, for them. Um, in the spring, Red leaves again. <gasps> but this time, he's like, hey, I'm going to Louisiana. He was like, I'm going somewhere. And I'm, I'm leaving you, you for months at a time. Good luck. <laughs> I'm telling you where I'm going. And she's like, why? He says, nah, don't worry about it. He never gave a reason. What? This guy, man. Isn't that weird, though? It's like. But it's like the 1930. Wait, are they in the 40s yet? Uh, we're just in the 40s, yeah. It's like, what are you going to do? You're not going to divorce him. Like. It's tough to do back then. Yeah. Like, it could be done, but it's a lot of work. Yeah. But I think most of the time people didn't even get divorced. They just like left left they yeah. went their separate ways yeah divorce was just just go just leave just go yeah. and it was like i don't think it was until like oh i forget when it was but there was a point in time where like the laws changed to where it became a lot easier to get divorced uh-huh. which is why like every 80s movie has divorced parents in it suddenly because mm-hmm. like those people grew up like experiencing that as writers or whatever mm-hmm. uh so yeah he's, he's off to louisiana probably um <laughs> he came back about a month and a half later though what are they? I'm so confused by these. He's up to no good. I can tell you that right now. He's doing something. Yeah. Um, he's he's out there being a hobo or a tramp. So I got this. Why would you choose that over being at home with I your lovely know. wife? Maybe it's the head injury. Um, so like the vast majority of this is coming from a book called The Arkansas Hitchhike Killer, James Wayburn, Red Hall. It is written by Janie Nesbitt Jones. Um, hey, she writes uh, the articles for AY Magazine that we use a lot. That's right. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about it a little bit later after okay. after we finish this up. But I have I have words to say about this. Okay, good words. Not that sounded like I was like I'm I have, have words. The way I said that was almost like when people were like, "We need to talk." Yeah, <laughs> it's like, "Oh no." Okay. Oh, we need to talk. Anyway, I gotta go to Louisiana. Yeah, Don't go- worry about I'm it. Be gone for a month and a half. I'll be back. Uh, so they moved to England, Arkansas. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was like, wait, okay. I, There's a Paris and an England, and they're both in Arkansas. That's right. We also have a Dallas and a Nashville. Yes, we do. So, that's correct. What are you going to do? We have a Stuttgart. Not a Stuttgart, but a Stuttgart. Is there a Stuttgart in Germany? Yes. I didn't know that. I'm pretty. I'm sure that's what ours is named after. That's a really good assumption. Yeah, everything's named after something. Uh, True. They became sharecroppers, which if you want to learn mm-hmm. more about that, it's a bad time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's how they 
got black people a mm-hmm. lot of you know, a lot of times. Mm-hmm. These people aren't black, but Co- coming out of like poor the people, South and slavery, yeah. yeah, yeah. Poor people in general could get wrapped into this, but it was especially used by like plantation owners mm-hmm. who still wanted to wield power over people. Yes, you know, cool guys. Uh, so uh, eventually, Red got sick of that. He's like, "This is garbage. This work sucks." Which he's not wrong. Uh, he had words with the owner. And suddenly, he was no longer a sh- sharecropper, and they moved to Little Rock, the one true city of Arkansas. What they do there? There's no not much farming there. Oh, they guess what they didn't do? Farming. They weren't farmers anymore. Oh, okay. Yeah, get out of that. All right. Uh, he began working for a taxi company. Okay. And Walsey worked for a bakery. Oh, what bakery? I don't remember. When to see what it was in Little Rock? Rock. Okay. Uh, I can look it up in the book next time for next time but yeah she worked for a cookie company that was in north little rock and then a bakery in regular little rock cool so may 11th 1943 uh they welcome a baby boy (gasps) they finally have a child all right uh and walsey's like all right this is gonna settle red down uh he's gonna he's gonna be cool now he's gonna just stick around take care of this child and of course no that that's never how it goes the he way they said, are said, is the way they are. He said bye. Yes, he would continue to do his deal where he's like, bye. Bye. I got to go do a thing. I'll be gone for two months. Don't even worry about I'm it. I'm going to Arizona maybe. I don't know. Don't, don't even worry about don't it. Don't ask why. Don't worry about it. I'm going to go. I'm going there to mine water. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> uh, and Walsey was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to go. I'm <gasps> leaving you. And he was like, uh-uh, uh-uh. Oh, uh, go with him or like No, leave? she's oh. like, I'm leaving you. Oh, yeah, yeah. This time. Okay, yeah. We ain't a thing. Okay, good for her. Uh, and it was, uh, the th- strange thing is that it was Red who was actually the one who asked for the divorce, the official divorce divorce, which uh, eventually went through. Oh. Uh, he blamed it, the mother-in-law who lived with him. He was like, she's, she, she bothering me or something. I don't know. Shut up. Uh, after the divorce, Red did, he kept up with the uh, child support payments, which oh. was uh, $10 a month. And he stayed He stayed in one spot for a little too long, though, because the Navy came in and was like, guess what? We got a war going on. You ever heard Draft. of it? It's called World War II. And they drafted him. Yeah. He got conscripted into World War II to be in the Navy. Uh, after six weeks, though, he was discharged for being unable to follow orders. Wow. The term they used is uh, he was discharged for indifference. <laughs> well, he, they're not wrong. I bet he did it on purpose. Maybe. It reminds me of my, my grandpa when he uh, got out of the army. The like discharge paper says, like, actively did not try to re-enlist. <laughs> it was like, yeah, he hated the God, army. Yeah, he didn't like it. It he, was it was no good. He was not a fan. He did his time and got out. Uh, in March of 1944, Red's going to get married again. Uh, this time to a woman named Fayreen Clemens. We'll just call her Faye because that's what the book does. Okay. And that's easier to say for me. That it is. Uh, she was 19 when they got married. How old was he? 1944. He was born in whenever he was born. So, Oh, good. Math. Good. Cool. Uh, <laughs> she she was kind of like a, a bit of an independent person, though. She's an independent lady. She, you'd think this would be like, I don't need no man. I'm a I'm strong woman. But she, she had a man, so I don't know. Uh, she was originally from uh, Lone Oak area, mm-hmm. the uh, the county. I think she was near the town as well. That's what I wrote. Yeah. Mm. And she moved to Little Rock when she was 17. 
She lived with her half-brother and his wife, uh, Muriel. And then at some point she moved to St. Louis for a bit to work at, like, a, as a restaurant diner lady. Just for shiggles. I guess so. And then she moved back to Little Rock in December of 1943. And that's about when she met Red and they got married in 44. So, as you'd imagine with a person who is a weirdo and does weird things, the the marriage is, is difficult because he's a weirdo and he just runs off. But Faye was like, I also want to do that. That sounds fun. I come Let's with you? do that. Uh, yeah. Come with? And... Usually she did not go with him, but she went with him at least once, and they went all the way to Oregon. That's a long way. Yeah, that seems like a long way to just drive, let alone hitchhiking and such. That's a long. That's literally on the other side of the country. They made a video game about this and going on the trail and how you would die from diarrheaing to death. <laughs> so I mean, that, that seems tough. It's probably easier then than it was on Oregon Trail, the video game. But mm-hmm, Probably, yeah. But, you know. Uh, she Faye made sure to send her parents postcards and be like, this is where I'm at. Oh, good. It's a neat thing that I'm doing here for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And her parents actually didn't even meet Red until after the, they got married. Hmm. And they liked him at first. They're like, yeah, he's pretty charming. He's kind and probably kind of weird. But then... Faye would show up to the house uh, covered in bruises. Mm-hmm. Get out of there, girl. Get out. And Red, he did that thing like a lot of abusers seem to do where they're always like weirdly jealous, you know? Mm-hmm. They're like, what are you looking at that man for? And it's like... Control. It's control, he's, man. He's a waiter at this restaurant. What do you... He asked me for my drink order. What do you want from me? What that's like what the, That's what I feel like a lot of those people are like. Um... But, yeah, he, he would accuse Faye of being into these other men, despite uh, everybody saying no. Stop looking at the page, Caitlin. I know oh you're Oh, my God. <laughs> I just... Go ahead. How, how, far, how far did you get in there? Don't I didn't say too read, much. I just looked at the pages. Okay. <laughs> click, click close on that. Okay. There's a thing I don't want you to see. Okay. Okay. And okay. I hope you didn't see it. No, no, no. I, I'm literally... Because I have fo- a very special surprise for I'm you. I'm literally only on the Navy and marriage too. Okay. So we're, we're, I'm there. So don't go scrolling too... Okay. Okay. Never scroll... I don't know. I It'll don't scroll fine. anymore. I just want to see how many pages it was. Um, Andrew told me before the podcast, this is the longest episode he's ever done. And so I was curious. Yes, by a lot. By literally double the amount of pages. There's so many pages. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, so he's he beats Faye. Mm. He's jealous of these men that she's supposedly into, but literally everybody's like, Red, you're crazy. Uh, in the summer of 1944, <laughs> probably, summer of 1944, Faye decides to leave Red she moved in with another couple in July for about three weeks before deciding to give the marriage another go. Oh, never go back. Yeah. she Listen, she didn't have Lifetime movies to like teach her these things. Yeah. We we have it a little too easy. Yeah. Knowing. We and know. even then we don't. And we have Dateline, so we know. <laughs> yeah. We've, we've seen these things. We know. Uh, they end up moving into a apartment in Little Rock, the one true city of Arkansas. Uh-huh. And on September 14th of 1944, Faye and her friend uh, Katie, along with Red, they went out to a nightclub in Little Rock, which is uh, called the Rainbow something. I don't think it's there anymore. Uh, I So I looked at this because it mentioned it was a four-story uh, car tire shop. And it was like, it's on 3rd and Broadway. I was like, I think there's a garage 
in that area. And I looked at it on Google because it had been a while since I've been there. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's the place I was thinking of. Wow. And I think it might be remnants of that old place. It's Shut not four stories, but oh. it, there is the garage element to it on Broadway and 3rd. Like car garage, like, like working yeah. garage, like when yeah. you work on a car? Yeah. And so I think there used to be another building attached to it, and that's what this club was oh. that went up four stories. Because there is a picture in this book. How cool. So I was like, I, I think that's the same I think that's a remnant of that old building. Cool, man. And But it was like a happening nightclub on the top floor, apparently. Cool. Uh, so they have, a, they have a nice night of doing some dancing, mm-hmm. you know, like I do. I'm dancing all the time. They call me... Nope. Yeah, they call me Andy Dandy Dancer. <laughs> that's what they call me. Uh, as they're getting ready to leave, a little after midnight, Faye and Red start arguing with each other because that's what... That's what you do. That's what great couples do. Mm-hmm. They argue with each other in public, and it's never a sign of other bad things, I'm nope. sure. Nope. Uh, Faye wanted to take the elevator because her feet hurt. And I, I, I bet. Because I, she had, like, weird fancy shoes or whatever. Yeah, uncomfortable heels. And, and they fought about money a lot because he's like, you spend too much money on these shoes and dresses or whatever. And in red, he was like, I want to take the stairs. I don't know why. Just take the elevator. I bet because he wanted to push her down. <laughs> Maybe. Push Just in public. Stage, yeah. <laughs> Oh, nobody's looking. Oh, no, she tripped. Well, he did this all in public. He, he shook her and yanked her, like, by the elbow. <gasps> and at one point grabbed the collar of her dress and yanked it and caused it to become unfastened. <gasps> like, so potentially exposing herself a little bit. Uh, but her friend Katie came over and, like, kind of covered her up and helped her get it back all together. What a jerk. Yeah, he's not a cool guy. Uh, when they get into the car, Faye tells Red... She will not live with him anymore. Good good for her. And then Red slapped her across the face. Why? Again, uh, her friend Katie is with them. She And Katie's like, oh my gosh, what is going on? What did I sign up for? Get me out of here. Yeah. This so, is the worst car ride I've ever been on. Let me out. Yeah, like I've been in some situations where I was with people, uh, couples who were arguing. And it was like, this is so awkward. I just want to not be here. You just want to die. Like, yeah, I, w- I wish, I wish I weren't. Yeah, a I part of I this moment. Uh, I wish I never existed. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cringy. Just by existing. It's so cringy. If I, I could have avoided this if I had never been born. If I had never been alive. So they're driving, and Faye is like, also, I'm gonna leave, and I'm gonna move to the coast meaning California, and uh, her. this made him even angrier. And so he's like, he steps on the gas and is speeding through the streets. Oh my God, and Katie's like, let me out. Katie's like, you passed my house. Like legit, is like, can can you drop me off at my house though? Please let me and out. So he hits like a U-turn, <gasps> drives back, and she gets out. Why and did she not yank her friend out of the car with her? Or did, did she? No, she doesn't. Uh, they they awkwardly say goodnight, and because uh, that would be an awkward time. It's like, hey, had a had a great night, had a heck of a night. I'll this, say that this ended poorly. This night is memorable. I'll tell you what, we'll never what a, forget. Well, we've made so many. Mem- I was gonna say great. We've made we've memories. Made, we've memorized. What a time. Uh, so yeah, she's she's like, I'll see you. I'm gonna go to my house. You two, please don't do what you're doing. It's too awkward. Uh, and also the violence. That part's not just awkward. Also it's horrifying. It's bad. It's just bad. Yeah, don't do that. The uh, The next morning, Faye's sister-in-law, Muriel, the one she lived with for a little bit in mm-hmm. Little Rock, mm-hmm. uh, she called 
the house, the apartment where mm-hmm. Red and uh, Faye lived. Red answered. He said that Faye had left him last night. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. September 17th. I've seen Dateline. Three days later, three of Faye's cousins drive up from Pine Bluff. And they're, they're going to hang out with Faye. They get to the apartment. Surprise. And Red's like, oh, she's been gone for three days. She left. Huh. So the cousins are like, that's weird. Because uh, we had a date to hang out. We were supposed to hang out and she never told us. And uh, maybe we should tell Faye's parents or call them and ask like, oh, is Faye there? So we can hang out like we were going to do. Mm-hmm. And of course, uh, she's not there. And the parents are like, we don't know where she's at. And it's been three days, apparently. And dude never called them? He never told anybody, like, hey, yeah, she left. Oh, no. Yeah, uh, dude, you guilty. Like Brian Laundrie coming home in an empty van that doesn't belong to him. (laughs) Or is he? What? He probably is. What? Or is he guilty? Oh, yeah. He definitely is. Yeah. (laughs) We know. We've seen. We know stuff. We've seen movies. We've read books. Yeah. We know what things are. Yeah. Uh, Why do you think we're all here? All right. So her parents come to Little Rock looking for Faye. Uh, when they get there, Red is not at the apartment. Where'd he go? He's, we don't know. He's just gone. What? He's just gone. Um, but, fun fact, Faye's clothes and belongings are all still there. Oh, good. Yeah, because, because yeah. Because that's how that works. You know how when people move out and they just leave all of their they stuff? They leave everything that's important. Right. They might leave trash, like the guy who lived next to me at... Uh, in the dorms one time. Oh, yeah. He just left I, all of his stuff. And he left his door unopened. So... Uh, unopened? Uh, uh, yeah, open, uh, unlocked is what I meant to say. Yeah. And it was just full of trash. There was trash everywhere. And I was moving out and I was like, my trash can also go in there. Did you really put it in there? <laughs> I just like, chuck it in. He's the one that's getting the, that bill. So, yeah. Because they do... He'd get... Anyway, it's not important. He transferred to a junior college and then Ole Miss. He played football. Was it the blonde-headed guy? Yes. What was his... Bo something. He yeah. Played, he was starter for Ole Miss for a while when they were actually good. Really? Yeah. Huh. Um, yeah, fun fact. He he was a disgusting pig. What do you expect? <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe he's better now. Fun fact. It's been it's been a decade or yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, her stuff is still there, but she's not. Yeah. And also Red's not. Well, duh. Come on, man. And they make it a little harder for us, okay? Yeah, they didn't go to the police right away because why not? I don't because they thought she would just show up, you Ugh. know, like they they never do. No, they waited ten days, and uh, then they're like, maybe, perhaps. So then they go to the Little Rock Police, and they're like, hey, this guy disappeared. Our our daughter disappeared first, and also he would hit her, and he is kind of weird and would just disappear a bunch. So you know. Y'all look into that? Mm-hmm. Like, we'll do our best. We we don't have electronic data to work with or whatever. We can't track his cell phone. We'll do our best. And again, Red has disappeared as well. Nobody knows where he's at. He's just gone. So, hmm. uh, detectives go to the cab company that Red would work at. And the boss is like, he's, he's a nice guy and he's a good driver. It's just he's a weirdo and he sometimes just disappears. But, mm-hmm. he, but we'll we welcome him back every time. Um, but he eventually shows back up to work, and the, the detectives are like, "Cool, we need to talk to you. Tell you that much, because of whatever you've been doing." 
And he tells them about the night when they went dancing and the argument. And he even admitted to slapping Faye because, mm. I mean, he had to. Katie was there. She'd be like. And Katie's like, and it was the worst night of my life. It was so awkward <laughs> and miserable. It started off so great. But so he says that the night when they got home, he went and laid down on the bed and was listening to the radio while Faye went to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And then he says she was in there for a very long time. Mm-hmm. He became very worried. Mm-hmm. So he got up to look for her and she wasn't in the bathroom. Where'd she he, go? He looks throughout the rest of the apartment. She's not there either. Mm-hmm. And so he is like, well, she's not there. And so he went back to bed. Yeah, as one does. I mean, he has a very plausible explanation because the detectives are like, what? You didn't like look for your wife after she disappeared? You just went back to bed? And he's like, yeah, she said she was leaving. So... <laughs> What did you exp- so I thought she left through the bathroom. You know, maybe she did. <laughs> like she left. She said she's going to leave and she left. She said she's going to do a thing and then she did that thing. I shouldn't be surprised when people tell the truth. Through the uh, bathroom. You know. But yeah, he was like, she is probably, she said she's going to go to California. So I don't know what to tell you. Hmm. And soon after Red, he went and visited Faye's parents at their farm, gave them the same silly story uh that you know she had left and he hadn't heard from her or mm-hmm. seen her yet and he's like I'll, i he offered to help look for her i was like well where are you gonna look for her in california like that's where you said she went yeah anywhere all of california yeah that's a small place mm-hmm. it's not gigantic mm-mm, mm-mm. it's not like the eighth largest economy in the world or whatever start with disneyland Yes, that thing that definitely exists at this point. Did Disneyland might have when was the forties? I don't think so because I'm, I'm I remember I didn't have the Disney Channel growing up, but my grandparents did, and I remember watching videos of like Walt Disney talking about Disneyland and how they were going to do it, and it was it was in color, so it probably wasn't the forties. I'm so conv- sorry if you see the. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Faye's mother's like. I'm not going to hang out with you at all because mm-hmm. I didn't care for you to begin with. And you probably made my daughter disappear and you might make me disappear as well. Mm-hmm. Good, like, good. She she would watch Dateline. I don't feel safe around you and I don't care for you either. Okay, you were right. Disneyland opened. Disneyland. Which was first, I believe. Yes, Disneyland was first. Opened in 1955. Yeah, suck it. So, she um, <laughs> she she said, she told, uh, what's his face? Red. She was like, He's like, you, what, are you just going to go back to the police again? And she's like, I'll go the, back to the police as long as I'm alive. Like, I'm going to keep uh, going back. Is that a threat? Uh, is he going to end her now? Uh, no. Okay. Or will he? Uh, eh. We'll find out. Okay. So Red, at some point, did his hitchhiking thing, got himself up to California at some point. What was he going to do look for? Uh, I mean, that's probably what he probably told, told people. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm going to go look for my wife. Mm-hmm. That's my wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what's weird is he returned to Little Rock and he was driving a maroon Chevy, which he did not have previously. Where did he get that? And it had a Texas license plate. What? Where did he get this? And it had Bibles in the back seat. And he said he was selling them for a company based in Dallas. What? Right? In December of 1944, Katie, the one who was with them. when the friend, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, she received a Christmas card from Faye. It was postmarked. Bakersfield, California. From the time when dude visited. It told Katie to let uh, Faye's family know that she's doing A-OK. Yeah, okay, sure. I'm, uh, no. 
Bull. Right. And it's like, she, in the past, Faye has sent postcards to her parents when they went up to Oregon that one time. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't she have done that? Well, I should be like, hey, friend Katie, where dude happened to ride right by her house and know the address of it, send her one, but yeah. didn't. Yeah, anyway. And uh, also, you know, he was just in California. Exactly. So, he, he, yeah. Come on. Very suspicious. Come on. Katie told uh, Faye's parents about this card, mm-hmm. and they told the police. And so the police are like, well, let's go get that card from Katie. She threw it away. But even better, Red had been by, and he <gasps> took the card in the envelope. Why would he do that? Yeah, why would he do that? Yeah. Uh, police tried to get it from him, and he said he'd bring it by. He never did. Um, so they were never able to compare handwriting samples. Mm. And Katie wasn't really familiar with like what her handwriting looked mm-hmm, like. Mm-hmm. They didn't write letters to each other. So she didn't have like a good baseline of like, this G looks like a G that Red would write or something. Right, you know? right. So mm-hmm. some stuff starts happening around Arkansas. January 17th, 1945 at 8 a.m. There's a man working with a timber crew. He discovers the body of a man. A man. A man near Camden, Arkansas. This man is named Carl Hamilton. He is a well-known barber and bootlegger. Also, fun fact, he had a musical named after him. That's right. It's (laughs) called Carl. (laughs) Yeah. I wish I knew uh, Hamilton stuff well enough to make a good joke here about Make one about like which which song would be about he's, a bootlegger. He's not gonna throw away his shot. shot. Yes. Yes. Perfect. Woo! We did it. Except that, I think those. Are, I am not gonna. I am not throwing away my shot. Yeah, that works perfectly for the bootlegger. We did it. I'm Perfect. So, yeah. We tied Woo! it together. Woo! So he had been shot twice with a 45 caliber pistol. Over there, shot. Uh-huh. <laughs> shot. <laughs> And uh, the police, funny. one of the things they suspected was maybe it was uh, an army, an, a military person, because they carried 45s, or at least a lot of them did oh. during World War II. Oh. And uh, so they get the Arkansas State Police involved, mm-hmm. which they can do if military people are suspected of It's not federal crimes. at this point? No. Okay. Uh, the FBI probably, I don't even know if the FBI was around then. Uh, it was definitely around, and I think they had, I think they had guns at this point. Okay. Depends on whenever the Kansas City massacre took place, which we covered. FBI established 1908. Yeah, but they weren't called FBI Mm-mm. until some point. Mm-hmm. Until after that story we did. But I just called them FBI because it was easier. Yeah, 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 yeah. So February 1st of 1945, 4.30 p.m., a part-time deputy sheriff notices a car that's parked on the side of the road near Fordyce. Is it maroon with Bibles in it? No. Oh, okay. But it had Kansas plates, and there's nobody in the car, and he just passes by. Night, about 90 minutes later, he comes back and he sees the car still there. And so he's like, I should probably check this out as a part-time deputy sheriff. Mm-hmm. So he stops and takes a look. And uh, he finds that somebody had tried to hotwire the car. like with, mm-hmm. So it started without a key. Mm-hmm. Uh, did not succeed. Because that's probably only a thing that happens in movies. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how that works. Mm. I don't know cars. Me neither. What do you want from me? Uh, nothing. Uh, and he says that the car is a mess. Oh. Like somebody had ransacked it, ran through it looking for stuff. Hmm. And he saw some tools, including a hatchet with <gasps> blood stains on oh. it. So that's that's a scary thing. Yeah. And so then the sheriff, he or deputy sheriff, he notices there's two sets of footprints going into the woods away from the car. Don't follow him. Only one set returns. Oh. 
So he follows the tracks out into the woods where he finds a dead body. So he not- he notifies the Cleveland County Sheriff. They get there. Uh, the man's pockets have been turned out. Is it, is it a dead man? Yes. Okay. In the uh, woods? Yes. Okay. Uh, there's an empty wallet with the initials ECA next to him. And sh- socks and shoes have been removed as well. Hmm. And they, they end up finding a small set of car keys that are hidden in a little hidden pocket in his coat. Hmm. So the person who hotwired the car probably was trying to find the keys and couldn't find them. Mm-hmm. Uh, or at least they tried to hotwire, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they run the plate, and they find that it belonged to a man named E.C. Adams. E.C.A. were the initials mm-hmm. on the wallet, so it's probably him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He is from Humboldt, Kansas. Okay. And he was married and had a two-week-old child. Oh, no. And uh, this Adams fella, he had previously lived in California, moved to Kansas, had a new job lined up in Camden, Arkansas, where he's going to work at the Naval Ordnance Plant. And he's going to go there, start working, and the rest of the family would follow shortly after. As one does. And Mrs. Adams, she, uh, obviously, not a fan of what just happened. No. Um, But she provides police with a list of items that that he had taken with him. We've got clothing, cigarettes, a razor, a shaving mug, um, traveler's checks, cash, two alarm clocks, because he was a he was a heavy sleeper. Oh, okay. And he had like an electronic one and a, a whatever mechanical one, I guess you'd mm-hmm. say, and two watches, one of which had his initials engraved on it. Mm-hmm. And all of those items were missing. Mm. And upon further examination, the hatchet is not the murder weapon. The blood on it is not even human. Oh, uh, okay. He had been shot through the back of the head with a thirty-eight caliber pistol. Wow. And so the police's theory is like. This is a robbery by a hitchhiker. And especially because there had been another murder and robbery in the area, the Carl Hamilton one. Though it's committed with a forty five, so that's a little yeah, weird. Yeah, I was just thinking like, that. Yeah. It's maybe different. But it's still like something's going on and we need to like not have this be going on. Mm-hmm. And the uh Adams's family was like, Well, I don't know why he'd pick up a hitchhiker because he got robbed once before by a hitchhiker. Oh no. So they uh, they begin retracing Adams' route through Arkansas and all that. They track it back to all the way to Oklahoma and Fort Smith and eventually Little Rock. And he had been to two. They found that he had been to two stores in Little Rock. Like they found receipts, and um, nobody at the stores remembers him being there with another person. So if he had a hitchhiker, he got him in or near Little Rock after that. So one week later, we get a, another. One of these. Another. A 30-year-old trucker named Doyle Mulherin. I'm guessing at this pronunciation. Mulherin, Mulherin. Mulherin? That could be right, too. Mulherin? I don't know. Um, but he's a trucker, and he has a pretty standard route. It's like everyday delivery truck, and he hasn't arrived at his normal stops today. Uh, the store owners that would... He worked for like a meat company. Mm. And the store owners are like, hey, Doyle hasn't come by is he okay or what? And the company is like, okay, we know for sure that he left Little Rock at 8 a.m. to go driving around. Uh, We know that he made a delivery successfully at a store at 12.15. So in between then and whatever, after that, something happened. So they begin searching for him. At 6 p.m. that day, uh, one of the people in the search is actually the mayor of Stuttgart at the time, which is fun 
Uh, he's, he finds Mulheron's truck abandoned on the outskirts of town. Two days later, they find his body in a ditch. His pockets have been turned out. Uh, all, all, all of his stuff's been taken, all the money. Uh, they estimate that the killer made off with $129, which is $1,960 today. You knew I was going to ask. Uh, because of all the like the the dues or the the for doing these deliveries, they pay him. He gives it to the company, whatever. Gotcha. So yeah. he stole whoever stole from the company. Essentially. Yeah. Okay. Or yeah, uh, he had been shot in the back of the head with a thirty-eight, just 38. like the last one. Okay. And uh, so, upon further examination, they they look at the bullets. It is definitely the same gun that was used to kill Adams. Hmm. Um. And Mulheron was well known, like, because he did this route basically every day. And people, so people remembered seeing him driving and having a passenger with him. And another truck driver, like, who always crossed paths with them, they always waved at each other as they drove by. He says he waved, and Mulheron did not wave back. But the trucker described the passenger as a young man with wavy Red hair. <gasps> Red. And they spoke with other witnesses who describe a young man with red hair being the passenger. Mm-hmm. And the two people who found Mulheron's body in the ditch said that they had seen a young man with red hair loitering around in the area. It's him. It's him. It could be him. It certainly sounds like it's our boy. And on March 2nd, 1945, this is about a month after that, uh, the Adams murder. He was the one from Kansas, if you don't recall. I know it's easy to forget stuff, because I do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, police are called to break up a fight in an alley. And they mm. get there, and the fight is done by the time they get there. Because one man is on the ground, unconscious, who got his ass beat. Uh, he had been beaten so badly, he was in critical condition for 36 hours, and wasn't released from the hospital for several weeks. Who is it? I don't know, but the man who beat his ass is Red Hall. Oh, no. So they arrest him. Good. Uh, he pleads guilty to simple assault and paid $106 in fines and court costs. Well, there goes all the money. <laughs> Just about. <sighs> uh, he ended up getting off easy because he claimed it was self-defense, mm-hmm. and he also tried to claim he was a Navy veteran. Mm, wow, that's pretty gross. I know. He was there for six weeks, and they said, you're not good enough. Get out. And then he's like, well, I was a vet, so you shouldn't punish me. It's kind of like when people say they don't want the vaccine because of religious reasons. It's pretty gross. Anyway, go yeah. ahead. Or like, um, oh, I can't think of his name. The guy that got off, uh, he, he uh, raped, uh, oh, Eugene Dumont. Is he a football Wayne player? Eugene Dumont or Eugene Wayne Dumont. Anyway, he is the one that Huckabee let out and did rapes and oh, murders yeah. after the fact. One of the things they would say to defend him is like he he was in the military and he is a vet. It's like yeah, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That shouldn't matter. You can still be a bad person and be a veteran. Yeah, Timothy McVeigh was a veteran. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah. He's like I am a Navy vet. And I fought at the Battle of whatever. And it's like you didn't fight anywhere. You're just saying that to get. You were ladies. there for six weeks and then you got kicked out, bro. Yeah, because- stolen valor and a half right there. Yeah, uh, and he also was like I'm I'm a minister's son and whatever. They're the worst, actually. <laughs> they didn't have movies to tell them that yet. <laughs> Dateline wasn't around. So uh, March eighth. A man named J.D. Newcomb Jr. 
He was the chief boiler inspector for the state labor department. Boy, we got a lot of people to keep up with in this story. Yeah. And um, he's supposed to go do an inspection in Clarksville to check out a factory, make sure it's doing good. Mm-hmm. He never made it. And the next morning, uh, like, you know, the, uh, the people who were supposed to receive him for the inspection, they're like, he never showed up. Um, he never showed up back home. Mm-hmm. So we're like, well, let's find where this guy is. Take her out. We're, we're going to tell the police like, hey. Bolo. Find this guy. We got to find him. He was driving a 1941 Oldsmobile. And that afternoon, a couple finds a burned car near their farm. I bet that was it. They get up a little closer. Don't care for what they find because there's a dead body in the back seat oh that is gosh. burned. <gasps> oh, no. And they they look at it and there's like there's blood spilling out of the car onto the running boards and there's even some on like the rear fender. So it didn't like it didn't the car didn't totally disintegrate then. No. Okay. No. Okay. But the body is uh, beyond recognition. Okay. Okay. But then they use the dental records and they find it's J D Newcomb Jr. Oh. But also, so there's blood on the rear fender. So it had already pulled out. Which means he'd been killed. And the mm-hmm. killer drove and fast. So the blood was like <gasps> shooting backwards oh. off of the running boards and onto the fender. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the Faulkner County Sheriff, he's like, I think he was maybe murdered near here in Conway. And uh, a waitress claims to have seen Newcomb the day of the murder. Uh, and so people are like, does that mean the murderers in Conway? And so everybody's all panicked and freaked out in Conway. Mm-hmm. They, there's even a part in the book where it's like they grabbed some guy who was riding a bike because somebody else's oh, bike no. had been stolen. They're like, who are you? What are you doing? He's like, I was, just, riding my bike. I, was just, I just rode back from Russellville where I had to register for the draft or whatever because mm-hmm. there's a war. Anyway, uh, it turns out the waitress did not see him. She oh. was wrong. <laughs> so good oh, job. Oh, good. Oh, good. Uh, he had Newcomb. Also been shot with a thirty-eight. So okay, this so time, out, this the time in the face. Outliers, the forty-five here. Yes. Okay. But uh, but this time he was shot in the face. Oh, so they're like, the back. He tried to fight instead of um, fleeing but, yeah. or whatever. Same same end result, really. But, yeah. You know. Yeah. So the hitchhike killer has struck again. Wow. They, they've got this going on. Um, there's a reward put out by various organizations and friends of Newcomb to mm-hmm. find the killer. Uh, the combined altogether is about $1,100, which is uh, $16,717 It's pretty today. good. It's pretty good. They find two boys that said that they had seen a man driving an Oldsmobile with a flat tire, saying that he was driving really fast, which is a weird thing to do with a flat tire. No kidding. And they then did a different weird thing, which is just drive through a fence and well, drive off into the woods. What? <laughs> That's yeah. not normal. Yeah, and this is all near uh, Heber Springs, and also near Heber, Heber Springs, a bus driver remembers picking up a man who's on a bridge. I don't know why he wouldn't have been at like a bus stop, but I yeah. guess that's what you could do back then. I don't know. I don't. I'm not a. I'm not from there. I'm not a hitchhiker. <laughs> yeah, uh, but he's like, that's a weird thing to do. That's not where you usually pick up people for buses. Yeah, and the driver did not recall where this man got off specifically, but the bus was headed towards Little Rock. Back to the one true Back city. Back to the one true city. And uh, investigators, they determined that the hitchhike killer is probably a local, relatively. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually, in, they found in murders involving hitchhikers and stuff, 
they didn't keep going back to the general area. Like they just kept going, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, all right. Cause apparently you can just get to Oregon and California by hitchhiking. <laughs> like if you know what you're doing. So six days later, a tip is called into the police by a woman who wishes to remain anonymous. And she says she has information in the murder of Carl Hamilton, the one shot with the 45. Not throwing away my shot. That's right. And she says she knows a man named Lonnie Blaine. And Blaine was friends with a man named James Red Hall. (gasps) The day of Hamilton's murder, Blaine loaned his car to Red. And Red told Blaine that he needed to take care of some business with a bootlegger in Camden. Huh. And in that car was a forty-five caliber revolver. Well. And Hall returned the car, and Blaine looked at the gun. There were two rounds missing. <gasps> Blaine oh then heard about Carl Hamilton's murder, panicked, and was like, all right, I can't go to the police because they'll think I did this or mm-hmm. had something to do with it. So he just sold the gun and was like, I'm just going to wait for this to blow over. Well, that's a good idea. Yeah. And... uh Police are like, okay, that sucks because we just had this Hall guy in prison a minute ago Mm because of that brawl. Mm -hmm. And uh, they also knew the name because of the disappearance of Faye. So they're like, we might be able to solve everything. Everything's coming together. Mm -hmm. We're going to solve the hitchhike killer. Mm -hmm. We're going to figure out who, how Faye disappeared, the whole thing. So they go and they they pick up uh, Lonnie Blaine. They pick up Red Hall. Blaine, he gives the name of the man who bought the forty-five from him. Investigators go and get that gun. And they're like, yep, this is the same gun that killed Carl Hamilton. All right. And Hall, he is like, yeah, you can search me, whatever. They find a parcel receipt from Camden showing that a package had been sent uh, to a woman in Little Rock named Corrine Franklin. Uh, so eventually that's going to come back in a minute. Don't worry. Mm. And... uh they go to where Red had been living. He was renting a room from a woman named Fanny Rose. And it was like an elderly lady. And she's like, yeah, he, he was a good tenant. He, he was clean and nice. He didn't drink or smoke. He paid his rent on time. But uh, she asked him to stop living there because he was a weirdo, basically. <laughs> and also because he would be he would be going and coming all the time. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, he's probably like a He's one of them gamblers or something Mm. on the sly. Um, And he told her that he had been selling hogs and cattle. But then she overheard him tell somebody on the phone that he wasn't allowed to do that anymore. And so I was like, uh, but he's still going out and about. So I was like, what's he doing for real? Mm -hmm. So she's like, you should probably find a different place to live. She was smart. And uh, yeah, so they go, they go and search his room. They find a 32 caliber pistol. Which is mm. not anything, but you know, mm-hmm. they find a coat, which is similar to the one that Newcomb had been wearing when he had left. And then inside the coat, they find a watch with the initials JDN, <gasps> which was mis- missing Newcomb. from JD Newcomb. Oh my gosh! They also found a box of thirty-eight caliber bullets, just the bullets though. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. They then go to uh, this Corrine Franklin lady and they ask about the package that she had been sent. Mm -hmm. And in it is a razor, shaving mug, and razor blades. (gasps) 
all belonging to the dude. That's right. And she'd also been sent an alarm clock. Just one? Just one of the alarm clocks, which uh, Red sold to her for five bucks. And they go back and search his room again because they're they're like, we maybe missed something. And they did miss something. What? A thirty-eight pistol. (gasps) That's a big thing to miss. It is a big thing. It was hidden pretty well, apparently. Oh, okay, okay. Um, Question, are you still scrolling on there? No. Good, don't. Okay. I need you to not. Okay. Um, So they search Hall's room again. They find that pistol. The gun matches the bullets used to kill Adams, Mulherin, and Newcomb. All three of them. And they move Red from a city jail to a state jail. Uh, They interrogate him. They're like, you did it, didn't you? he's like, I didn't do nothing. Uh, They continue to grill him and stuff. And, you know, he's he's thinking he's a big shot. He's like, they got nothing. Mm -hmm. Except, you know, they got the coat. They got the watch. They got the gun. They got the bullets. They got all that. They found the stuff that he sent to Kareen Franklin. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, hey, guess what we have, though? It's this thirty-eight pistol. Yeah. He's like, yeah, you got me. Well, dang it. You got me. Dang it. He, he's like, yeah, you know what? I did it. I killed all of them, and I killed Faye. And I'll tell you all about it. In two weeks, Kaylin, this is a two-parter. Shut your mouth. We've got more to talk about next week. Shut up. <laughs> no way. That's right. It's a two-parter? This is a two-parter. Let me tell you something, Kaylin. It kind of had to be, huh? Yes. <laughs> the longest I've ever written was uh, about eight and a half pages, technically. So uh-huh. it went to like nine. Yeah. We just covered, we covered a legit 10 today. Yeah. You have have, another eight to go. And they're not done. (gasps) Oh my gosh. I haven't finished that part. Dude. So, in two weeks, next episode, we will cover Red Side of the Story. We will get more details on all of these murders and exactly how they happened. And maybe more stuff. Plus his trial and everything else around that. Dang, Andrew! For the first time ever. This is your your first two-parter, isn't it? This is our first two-parter. No, I thought we'd done one. Nope. We've done one. We've done a couple where we did two things in one episode. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we called it a two-parter, too, but whatever, it's fine. We called it... One of them I know we called a double feature. Double feature, okay, yeah. Um, But yeah, so we will cover the rest dude in a fortnight i was wondering how we were going to cover 18 pages i was like you better talk faster bro the answer is we're not (laughs) um but that's the big surprise i had for you and also the big surprise you don't have to do any work yeah i got next episode you look at that did you read a book for this i did it's called Janie jones yes this is the arkansas hitchhike killer james wayburn red hall by Janie nesbitt jones you mentioned ay mag so i this has been on the list since close to the beginning Uh uh-huh but I haven't done it because there's not a lot of information, or at least there wasn't. Mm-hmm. And then I saw at some point when I was looking through stuff, and it was like, there's a book coming out in March. I'm like, thank God. Mm-hmm. And so I was doing more research on this, and I was like, oh, there's an AY Mag article? I didn't know that. Oh. Click on it, and it was like, it's an excerpt for the book. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. Dang oh, it. The book I'm already reading. Yeah. That's not helpful. But yeah, there just wasn't a whole lot of real information she's really good at writing so, a story she she does a lot of good stuff yeah if i were gonna do this before i would have had to do like real work yeah, and i ain't would. doing that yeah you would have big so, time she did all the work wow yeah. cool. andrew you surprised me october the month of surprises and spooks that's right the, the most spookiest thing of all is a surprise it, yeah <laughs> uh-huh um so yeah i 
we will be back with more in a fortnight. Yeah. Uh, so I guess you, we've talked for a long time. Uh, let's look at this. Well, I've, we've talked for at least an hour. Yeah, yeah. So let's breeze through some stuff here. Okay. First of all, how many Star Wars is? Uh, two. That's just one. Star Wars Visions, the yeah, anime the anthology. Anime. Uh-huh. It's really cool. Um, my, I hate Tatooine Rhapsody, which oh. is a really cringy episode in my mind. Okay. I, I didn't think it was very good. Was it a musical episode? It was. Mm-hmm. It was like, we're a rock band in mm-hmm. Star Wars, and it's mm-hmm. real dumb. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't know. It's fine, but like the singing part specifically is like, this makes me hurt from cringing. <laughs> it's not very good. Um, the best one, I would say, it's in, it's between... There are three that I think are like, there's four that I think are like the best. There's nine episodes. They're all varying lengths. Like mm-hmm. they top out like 20 or so minutes. Um, the Duel, which is a black and white one. And it's done like a samurai film. And the only thing that's colored are the lightsabers. Um, the Village Bride is really good. The Ninth Jedi is really good. And The Elder is really good. And there's none of them are bad. Tatooine Rhapsody is the closest to bad. <laughs> Um, I finally watched What We Do in the Shadows, the film. Oh, I had to pay money for it because... It's so good. It, I bought it the same day I bought Shin Godzilla. I meant to tease it mm, last time mm. where I was going to be like, and I bought a different film too. Yeah. That hasn't been on streaming. I've wanted to watch for literally years. What'd you think? Loved it. It's, it's really good. So good. I love Reese Darby. As yes. We are werewolves, not swearwolves. Yeah. Yeah. They're like super clean werewolves. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's really funny. And Check then Jemaine's in it and like Take part, Awatiti. I like the part when it's like, yeah, Jemaine's character, whatever his name is, yeah. has really old fashioned ideas. Vladimir, is he's he like, Yeah. He's like, we should buy slaves. <laughs> like, <laughs> nope. I like, the, I like that they have the Nosferatu looking guy because he's yes, the oldest one. Yes. Anyway, that, check that movie out. It's really it's good. It's so funny. I still haven't watched the show. I guess now's a perfect time to do so. I haven't either. Because yeah. it's October. Yeah, yeah. Um, Adventure Time, I'm in season eight, I believe. It's the one with the Elementals arc. Yes. It's right after the Islands arc. Yes. Um, most important thing, though, I want to cover that I am doing, mm-hmm. um, video games. I don't play any scary video games. <gasps> what are you playing? And I once tried to play a scary video game called Outlast. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. I think I've heard of that. And I was like, you uh, know what? I'm I good. I don't like it. I'm good. I don't like, like it. I'm usually fine with movies and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But this was like, I don't, I don't like <sighs> So I'm too much anticipation. You turn around and something's yeah. like right there. And you literally have no defense in that game, as I recall. It is all running or hiding. Don't like that. And you hide like in a locker and then the monster like walks by you and it's Ooh. like, oh, is it going to open the locker though? And sometimes he does. Uh, Dislike. So I've been playing, I just started the reboot of Resident Evil 2. 2? Yeah. Because wow. that's, that's the big one they made recently. Oh, okay. As a reboot. Also Resident Evil 3 and etc but that has like a story and stuff to it it does and um but it is also scary and also like very tense because most i've played like call of duty zombies and you're just mowing down zombies Mm -hmm. it's not scary Mm -hmm. it's just whatever it it may as well be aliens who cares but this it's like the zombies are really tough to kill they take a lot of bullets to kill Mm -hmm. and you don't have a lot of bullets and there was a part where it's like, here, bud, you, here's a knife for you. And I was like, sweet, I can at least do something with this. Uh, guess what? It's like Breath of the Wild. The knife breaks after a while. Ooh. And I didn't realize that. And so I like, just, uh. I basically killed three zombies with a knife. And I was like, yeah, that's done. Bye. See ya. Oh, like, that's so scary. And there's been like, yeah. So I'm, I'm playing this like exclusively at night with the lights off, wearing headphones. Oh, you are full Octobering that thing. Yeah, it seems pretty cool. I'm, I'm actually mm. kind of liking it. I've just started. Yeah. 
But yeah, so that's everything I have. That's all your stuff? That's all my stuff. Okay. Run it through, Caitlin. Okay. Uh, for Voiced off? First off, I finished Boy in the Striped Pajamas. It's pretty depressing. There's no... Shocker. Happy ending. Uh, but it's really good. Um, I, I can't believe that Holocaust book wasn't... How is it not happy? <laughs> it's not happy. Um, and except at the end, you know that Hitler gets his comeuppance. Um, spoiler alert. Yeah, but like, good on Hitler because he killed Hitler. <laughs> yeah, Hitler killed Hitler. Good job. What a hero. <laughs> what Good job. Um... I'm also reading Pride and Prejudice, something I've never done. Listening to Pride and Prejudice right now, so cool. Um, You're just trying to go through classics? Well, I'm waiting for my credits to renew an Audible, and it's free. And oh. don't. Caitlin, do the library. I know, I know, I know. I have to go get a card. Mine doesn't work. Um, I went to go see the Arkansas Symphony Orchestra today, and it was fantastic. They played my favorite song by Stravinsky, The Firebird. Uh, I was going to guess Baby Got Back, but that's fine. No, um, it was The Firebird, and it was so wonderful it was beautiful um also got diverticulitis again this week that was awesome but i didn't have to be hospitalized so that was the good thing we're able to record today <laughs> yeah caitlin was like i'll be fine for the recording i was like i'll believe it when i see it but okay yeah i was like i was like i literally texted andrew at night i was like hey if you had to could you come to the house and watch the dogs and like hang out and and you were <laughs> and you and you're like, yeah, what's up? I was like, I'm in the hospital again. I think I'm sick again. And I was. I had I had it again. Uh, but I'm feeling a lot better. I So bad. So much pain. Do you think you ate something wrong that I, you weren't supposed to? I or? was doing everything right. I yeah. really don't know. Okay. So we'll see. I have a follow-up appointment in a couple of weeks. And Just thought I'd check because I knew somebody who was like diabetic and ended up in the hospital. And they're like, how this happens? Like, drink a milkshake. Like, Why did you do that? No, 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 no. I was doing everything right. I was doing everything I was supposed to. So that's the frustrating part, but we'll see what they say. And if I'm afraid that surgery will be inevitable. So stay tuned. <laughs> um, and we're playing D and D we're finally getting into our campaign. We had our first like real campaign night last night. It was a lot of fun. Uh, we battled some monsters. Um, it was, it was fun. We won. We all lived. Uh, that was the good thing. Um, and nobody well, decided to like try and jump off a building like Tom Hanks in that Dungeons, Dungeons and Dragons movie. I don't even know what that is. So no. there was a TV movie back when people during satanic panic and mm-hmm. like everybody was scared of Dungeons and Dragons because like they're doing real spells and summoning real demons and it's not just a bunch of nerds writing math or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's like there's this Tom Hanks movie, TV movie where he like almost commits suicide because of Dungeons and Dragons because he thinks he can fly or something. It's really weird. Um, you need to find the clip. It's hilarious. I just want to assure everybody, I know I cannot fly. Um, so, so far, the I, demons haven't told you that yet. Well, there's no, get you. there's no demons. No demons. Um, okay. So I'm actually a druid. But what about the dragons? Are there dungeons? Uh, we haven't gotten to one yet, no. Okay. No dragons either. So anyway, we fought some big rats. We started pretty low. It's like in Skyrim. That sounds like a good R. That sounds like an RPG. Yeah. I wonder where those video game designers got their <laughs> ideas from. Yeah. I was like, I played Skyrim. I know what's up. I know how to do this. Sneak Archer. Duh. I'm pretty sure Dragonborn is a thing in it Dungeons is. and Dragons. Too. Dragonborn is a thing. Yes, it is. And I was so close to doing it, but I decided not to because their stuff isn't as cool as other other like classes and stuff. Anyway, um, also I watched Midnight Mass. I have heard this is good. It was pretty good. Um, it took a turn that I was like, wasn't expecting. And then when it happened, I was like, come on. But I think you'll know what I'm talking about when you see it. But I kind of suspected it 
I assume it's spooky. It sounds like it with a name like that. Not honestly, I think Haunting of Hill House was spookier. That was barely spooky. Yeah. I, I didn't think this was terribly spooky. Like I didn't think Midnight Mass was terribly spooky. I know it has something to do with Muslims or something. Uh there is a Muslim character. There's okay. actually two Muslim characters in it. There's a video game guy I follow uh who is Muslim and he was oh, talking cool. about how like shockingly accurate the portrayal yeah. was. Yeah, very and, much. Yes. And how there was like little things they did that was like Yeah. Like uh, I mean, I don't know what was happening in the show, mm-hmm. and he doesn't provide much context. It's a tweet; he doesn't want to spoil it. Mm-hmm. But he talked about how like the Muslim character is at some place getting food or something, mm-hmm. and if you pay attention, there's no food on his plate because it's all like all the food is not food he can have or something. Oh. And, and he was like that. I he was like I relate to that. I've yeah. been there. Yeah. Yep. Yes. It. Uh, yes. It, I thought it was very accurate, and they touched on some topics that you know, uh, Mike. I th- I think his name is Mike Flanagan, the director. Um, he also did Haunting of Hill House. He did Haunting of Bly Manor. This is Midnight Mass. Um, it's kind of like the third in it, sort of, but there's no ghost. It's not a ghost thing. Just just telling you, there's no ghosts. Um, it takes a different spin. But um, his wife that plays Theo, Theodora, in the first, the one with the gloves in the first season. Okay, that's what I thought. That's his wife in real life. Um, so she's been in all three of those haunting of Hill house by manor and midnight mass. And she was in it. Some other reoccurring characters that we see in those show, um, are, are in this as well. Um, are they the same character? No, it's all, just, no okay. different. It's, it's almost like an anthology where it's, they play different characters, but it's the same actors. Okay. I Dif- totally different story. Um, but it was, I mean, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. I, haunting of Hill house still number one, man. I mean, that just, that's such a good show. That was such a good one. They really hit home with that one. So, but Midnight Mice, I do recommend it. I will say, I, I will, I do recommend you watching it. So. I might do that. Uh, what? It's on have, Netflix. It's on Netflix. Do you have any, do you have anything else? Uh, probably not. Okay. Do you have any suggestions for things to watch or things you plan to watch that are spookies? Spooky. Yeah, well, spooky. I watched Hocus Pocus. That's always a good one to start with. Yeah. Um, I'll be watching Nightmare Before Christmas. I always have to. Are you a Halloween Town person? No. I feel like Halloween Town and Hocus Pocus are like two factions that always want to fight each other on the internet. Oh, I don't want to fight. I don't care. I have no no dog in this fight. But I do. I've never seen Halloween Town. Not a, not really my jam. I don't think Hocus Pocus is though. I like the Sanderson sisters. Okay. Um, but actual spooky stuff. I mean, if you haven't, Haunting of Hill House. Okay. And and Bly Manor was okay. Um, obviously, Hereditary, as we talked about last year. Check that out. Dude. I might watch it there again. Has, you know what we should do? We should watch um, Malignant. Have you seen that? I've, I've seen everything about it. What do you think? I haven't watched it, but everything I've seen about it makes it seem real Goofy. weird and hilarious. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, maybe not. I saw somebody compare it to, uh, they said, it's the new Wish Upon, which <gasps> makes no! me want to watch it. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, that's so bad. That makes me want to watch it for reals, though. Of course it I've, does. I've, that, speaking of which, I'm going to watch Wish Upon at some point because it's hilarious. It's so bad. Um, I I think I'm going to rewatch The Witch again. If that's, the Vavitch? If that's still available, yeah, because I really liked it. Maybe I should watch that from start to finish. Yeah, maybe you should actually watch it for real instead of your pretend way you watched it. I just didn't think it was that spooky. Yeah, you watched it like, what, we watched one part that you half remembered and then watched the other part like <laughs> six months later or something. <laughs> yeah, it was something like that. 
You're like, I probably saw that part. Keep going. What's going on? I don't understand. It's fine. I'll catch up. It's fine. Context clues, people. Context clues. You sure you didn't? But I got it. I got it. But Midnight Mass, yeah, that one's the 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 most recent spooky one. I don't know. John's not really a spooky person fan. He did watch Haunting of Hill House with me, though. He, I did make him watch that, and it's such a good show. Such a good show. I might rewatch Kirlian Frequency again. What's that? It's uh, I mentioned it last year. It's uh, an anthology animated series, and it's really short. Like I think each episode is maybe like ten episodes or ten minutes, and it's like six episodes. Mm-hmm. So you can just like blast through that in an instant. Mm-hmm. I don't know what else to watch off the top of my head, but I'll look into it. Okay, I think that's all I got. Wait, play a that long episode. Play that Resident Evil too. Yeah. Cool. Trying to unlock a locker so I can get another another knife, because that would be very helpful. You do need some weapons. That would be good. Yeah. So. Anyway. Pretty excited about that. Cool. That's it. That's all I got. That's it. All right. So I'm going to do the outro, because that's spooky. I don't <laughs> you normally do it. Thank you, one and all, for listening. Mm-hmm. If you listened, thank you. If you didn't, how are you hearing this? Yeah. How'd you hear it? What What is that? Mm-hmm. Are you magic? Let us know. Um <laughs> That's also spooky. Oh, if you have any spooky stories, you have to let us know. Yeah, send them to us either on we're on Twitter at pttdpod. You can send them there. DM. We'll open up the DMs. Maybe I don't know how that works. Uh, they're open. Yeah, I never use DMs on Twitter. They're, uh, they're they, open. People come to me in public. Uh, <laughs> we've got a Facebook. You can just search Paint the Town Dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got an Instagram, Paint the Town Dead, all one word. We're on TikTok. Is that PTTD pod? Mm-hmm. We'd have a posted nothing. There's nothing on it. Um, email PTTD pod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. If that's maybe where you would rather send your spookums to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just any ghost stories or creepy things. Maybe uh, you picked up a hitchhiker and it turns out they were a murderer all along. Yeah, tell us your hitchhiker stories. Do you have any? Uh, tell or, us. Or tell us you were the hitchhiker and... Did you anything happen to you? You know who is a hitchhiker? Brian Laundry. Oh, there you go. We gotta catch that mf'er. Don't don't trust the hitchhikers. They're bad. Don't. He Some places literally have laws against hitchhiking. Literally. So uh, do that. We are available basically everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, only we're, we're even on YouTube. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just sound. Just Some audio. people like to have that though. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the entire back catalog is not on YouTube. I need to fix that at some point. We'll get there. But this episode will be on YouTube. Yeah. Maybe you're listening to it on YouTube. I don't know. I'm not there. I'm not you. I'm not you in the future either. Okay. I can't see any of that. Uh-huh. But um, so that's, I think that's everything. Is that everything we that, say? That's everything we that's say. That's everything we say. Okay. Um, and here to remind you, don't pick up hitchhikers again. Get your don't vaccine. Don't join a cult. Get a vaccine because otherwise you will live the worst horror story of dying. Literally have an uncle right now dying. And he says, I want to live, but um, I mean, we'll see. Good luck to him. Yeah, I mean, Not really an uncle, but we're not really. But, yeah. but, but again, uh, the worst thing that happens in most horror films is that uh, you get hacked Make- and slashed by a horrible monster. Uh, this will be a that's a longer, more drawn out process having COVID. You suffocate today. So, you but know. anyways, guys, uh, thanks for joining us. Yeah. For spooky season October, that's we'll right. see you next week. Goodbye. Boo bye. I don't know. I didn't. I couldn't. Boo bye. It sounds like booby. Boobies. <laughs> I'm leaving with that. <laughs>